Geek Radio Daily. For not Monday. Ha. Uh-uh. No more of that nonsensicalness. It's it's in the rearview mirror. Although, as a wise man once said, objects in the rearview mirror are closer, you know, than they appear. Hi everybody, welcome to the 9th of May. We're the fine folks from GeekRadioDaily.com. Welcoming you to I kid you not, National Alphabet Magnet Day. Not just any kind of magnets, not just any alphabet, but an alphabet magnet day. So write yourself or write someone a message with alphabet magnets, I'm sure. Or just pick three letters, I, C, and P. Remember, Mad and Inspector Gadget was mean and dirty. Hey, everybody, the folks that are bringing things to you today, the man that's ready to make it happen. If you're not, it's podcasting Rick Siegfried. You better slap on your jockstrap, because I intend to give your cojones a mean twist. Oh, and hi, everyone. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm the wonderful Billy Flynn. Well, I've been to one World Fair, a picnic, and a rodeo, and that's the stupidest thing I ever heard come over a set of earphones. I wear earphones a lot. <laughs> what happened this fine day, sir? From 1754, the first American newspaper cartoon is published in Benjamin Franklin's Pennsylvania Gazette. The illustration shows a snake cut into sections, each part representing an American colony. The caption reads, join or die. It, of course, will later be used by people who don't get it. 1833, the nation's first tax-supported public library is founded in Peterborough, New Hampshire. Wow. So almost a 200-year run. We love you, libraries. (laughs) <laughs> Socialism. 1861. <laughs> it's the only place where you can go somewhere and not spend money. It's fantastic. Unless you don't bring the books back. 1860. What will one day be the oldest known recording of a human voice is recorded by Edouard Lyon Scott de Martinville using his phone autograph. On March 27, 2008, replayed by American researchers, they will use computers to recreate the sound. Prior to that demonstration, most historians believe that Edison's recording of a Handel oratorio on a wax cylinder is the first audio recording, but let's face it, he hasn't done an original idea ever. 1895, a spectrogram made by American astronomer James Keeler proves the rings of the planet Saturn are composed of meteoric particles, as predicted by James Clerk Maxwell, who in 1859 demonstrated that the rings could not be solid because they would become unstable and break apart if the rings were solid. Yeah, that makes sense. 1896, in London, the first horseless carriage show is held. The event features an exhibit of 10 models. 1913, the Danske the Danish State Archive for Historical Film and Sound is established at the Royal Library in Copenhagen, the world's first film archive. Its function is to collect records of significant events. 1914, the world's first feature film to be photographed entirely in full color. The silent British drama The World, the Flesh, and the Devil premieres in London. It has a running time of 50 minutes. 1953, Columbia Pictures premieres the first 3D feature released by a major studio, Man in the Dark, directed by Lou Landers. Despite reaching theaters first, House of Wax, which will open the following day, will be heavily promoted by Warner Brothers as the first feature produced by a major studio in 3D. 1959, NASA announces the selection of the United States' first seven astronauts chosen to participate in the Mercury program, the nation's first manned space program. Do you think that they were thinking they were going to Mercury? 1974, Phil Brooks is granted the first patent for a disposable syringe. CM Punk? Huh. 1997, Disney Online launches the Disney Daily Blast internet website aimed at children aged 3 to 12. Same day, Killarin Gibb of Toronto reveals she surfed the web to determine that celebrity musician Joni Mitchell is the birth mother who gave her up 32 years prior by way of Mitchell's 
internet homepage, Gibb discovered 14 points of comparison to confirm her suspicions. This is why today people think they're talking to Brett Michaels online, and he's a really good friend of theirs. <laughs> 1998, Playboy is awarded $3.74 million plus court costs in a judgment against a San Diego-based firm called Five Senses Productions and its owner, Francesco Sanfilippo. According to the suit heard in federal court, the commercial internet company used almost 7,500 Playboy-owned photographs on their service without permission. Same day, Seiko Instruments introduced the world's first wearable personal computer planned for release of June 10th. It's been named the Rupiter. sells for $285. It's a 16-bit, 3.6 megahertz processor, 2 megs of non-volatile storage memory, 128K of main memory, full graphic display, small joystick, can download pictures and data via infrared signals from other PCs, and will be provided with three applications that run on Windows 95. Ooh. 2004, Shaun of the Dead, starring Simon Pegg and Nick Frost, is released to theaters in the UK. The romantic comedy is a spoof of the zombie horror genre and will never be topped. And technically is a space reunion. 2008, mm -hmm. a team of Spanish astronomers led by Ignacy Ribas of Spain, CSIC Scientific Research Institute, announced the discovery of GJ436T, the smallest planet discovered to date outside the solar system, 30 light years from Earth. It's got a mass five times the size of Earth that rotates every 4.2 Earth days and orbits its star every 5.2 days so their years go by like that birthdays rosario dawson is 44 from josie and the pussycats the rundown clerks Two, uh claire in daredevil and jessica jones and of course is doing a damn fine job as ahsoka in star wars and is getting her own show too yes she is but God clerks too. John Corbett is 63 from Northern Exposure, My Big Fat Greek Wedding, United States of Terra. Wendy Crewson is 67. Tanner, 88. Santa Claus Trilogy and Saving Hoop. That's right. It was a trilogy. Allie Mills is 72. You best know her as the mom from The Wonder Years. Candace Bergen is 77 from 2010. Boston Legal and Murphy Brown. No longer with us. Born in 1893, William Moulton Marston created The Lie Detector and Wonder Woman. <laughs> Interesting social life, that fella. I was going to leave that part out. <laughs> and 1936, Albert Finney from Wolfen, Annie, Big Fish, and Skyfall. There's some good movies in there. On CBS, we've got a new FBI, FBI International and FBI Most Wanted. ABC Games 3 and 4 of Jeopardy Masters. Everybody plays the fool on Judge Steve Harvey, because that's still around in Celebrity Family Feud. NBC has a new Night Court, new Lopez vs. Lopez, new The Wall. And class is officially in session on a new Weakest Link. Fox, a protocol disagreement between Tommy and Judd leads to a feud. Owen waits for news that could change everything for him and TK and a new 911 Lone Star and a new accused. CW, new Superman and Lois, and a host of cryptic clues leads Turner and Duella to a secret Court of Owls meeting. Stephanie turns to her father, Arthur, to combat her mother's addiction. A lapse in time leads Harvey to a shocking discovery on a new Gotham Knights. Freeform is showing Willy Wonka in the Chocolate Factory. Oompa Loompa. AMC see Clint Eastwood as himself in Gran Torino. <laughs> FX is showing Sully. Don't call it the flight number or what the hell. Just call it Sully because everybody still remembers who that is to this day. Sully. Yeah. By the way, I'm not saying that Clint Eastwood is racist. I'm just saying that he's grumpy. 
FXX Simpsons, the mostly family guy marathon. FXM Skyscraper. Wait, it's not the same thing. <laughs> Paramount Network has World War Z. That's a really good book. Sci-Fi Channel is showing Jurassic Park, followed by The Lost World. Jurassic Park. It's a good movie. It's just not a good adaptation. Okay. TBS has mold the baseball. A true TV is showing Pineapple Express. Not sure how much it's got for TV, but we're watching the Lifetime Movie Network. A woman discovers that her new husband has been cheating on her, and problems ensue after he asks if he can stay at the house until their divorce finalizes. But things worsen when he's found dead, and she becomes the main suspect. Camille stops, and Jacob Richter starring Trapped with my husband. The wonderful Billy Flynn looks at what Chad and Abby are up to now. If you know what TV show they're on this week, you could win yourself a prize. It's your further adventures of Chad and Abby update. Chad and Abby are hiding out at a farm with some horses, but a news team somehow makes them appear on nationwide TV and they're seen by Stefan and Gabby. Oh, and a female jockey gets hooked on something, so I'm sure Abby's going to have to race a horse or something. I don't know. I ain't never seen this shit before. Gabby wants to get there and catch Abby for killing her husband. She's not running wild. She's making a plan. The greatest. And she will show Abby fear. Hashtag Chabby. Forever. You got mail, baby. At work, so briefly, Rich, I loved your Harry Mud NFTs on the nose joke. That is from Bill. Thank you very much. That was that's quite good. Greetings, GRD crew. I saw the Cinemistress's review for the third Guardians movie and decided that instead of listening to it and skipping the spoilers, I'd rather see it first, then listen to the episode. And on my way home from the shift at Sunday's baseball game, I was passing a theater. Don't try the next stuff at home, kids. I was fortunate and nothing bad happened. I opened the Fandango app, looked up the movie, and saw that there was a showing at 4.45. It was just barely after 5. But I had remembered another podcast where the host discussed how they time it to show up 20 minutes after the listed start time, and they arrive without missing anything. I was at a red light, so I buy the ticket, pull into the left turn lane, do a U-turn, posted as permissible at the intersection. I was walking to the theater as the Marvel logo animation was playing. All in all, I really enjoyed the movie. So much pathos mixed with adventure and laughs. Anyway, I also believe Chad and Abby are on. Cheers, that is from Jay Radimus. Well, yes, and I said you would, but I promised that next week I was going to bring in Syrinx. So if I can't make it happen, I've got a pinch hitter that knows what to do. Which is do things completely different than me so you don't understand the pattern that exists. Drop a note, won't you please? It's podcast at geekradiodaily.com. Of course, a voicemail, text message, you need to use these numbers right now. 510-G-R-D-Curl. Like, what if I had a classic sitcom thing and banged my head and my personality changed and I wrote it in a completely different way? Huh? Welcome to Outworld Fleet Radio, your go-to destination for an out-of-this-world audio experience. With a playlist spanning light years from pop music to pop culture, we've got everything you need to fuel your intergalactic travels. From the latest hits to classic tracks, our music selection will take you on a journey through time and space. But we're not just a radio station that plays music. We've got an entire universe of shows, each one designed to entertain and captivate you. At Outworld Fleet Radio, we're broadcasting from the Eastern Time Zone to all mankind, entertaining the imagination with a universe of geeks and genres with our talented team of DJs and hosts. So, whether you're cruising through the galaxy or just hanging out at home, let us take you on a journey you'll never forget. Stay connected with the latest news and shows by visiting our website at outworldfleetradio.online. And remember, at Outworld Fleet Radio, the sky's not the limit. It's just the beginning. Hi, this is James Hong. Listen to Gig Radio Daily today. And, you know, tomorrow, and it's a daily thing, so... 
I guess you could listen to it daily. Sir. What? Aren't either one of these any good? I don't watch movies. But you're still going to buy them. And what are you going to add to your collection today? In our TV aisle, we've got Garden Store Part 2 Deserter. Unicorn Wars. Season 1. Wait, is that the new Tartakovsky already? <laughs> Yellowstone Season 5 Part 1. Must be anime based on title alone. The Demon Girl Next Door Season 2. <laughs> Sounds like they're talking about my wife. Restaurant to Another World Season 2. In our feel old department, it's the 45th anniversary edition of Up in Smoke. <laughs> In our movie aisle, we've got The Boomer Revolution Space Wars Quest for the Deep Star The Deep Star 6? That'd be cool the hell? That sounds like something that Rucker Hauer would have been in and came out through New Line <laughs> We've also got Unwelcome Knock at the Cabin Which is not a sequel to The Cabin in the Woods oh. But if anything, we're getting the story of two very cool dudes from New York Who start a nightclub in the small town USA But don't know it's actually a spy training model town For the USSR Eric Kroos and John Travolta Star in a movie that he met Kelly Preston on That's a true story It is the, I can't believe I've seen this movie seven times <laughs> The Experts I'm not wearing any pants Film at 11 Geek News! Taking a look at the world from a geeky point of view. Jaws and Close Encounters of the Third Kind actor Richard Dreyfuss has harshly criticized new inclusion standards being put into place for Best Picture Awards at the Oscars. The rules were set in 2020 by the Academy of Motion Picture Arts and Sciences and will go into effect next year. And according to them, films seeking Best Picture nominations must meet two out of four requirements which aim to require fairer representation in on-screen roles or subject matter, key creative and other crew roles, paid internships or training opportunities, or jobs in a film's marketing and distribution. Wow, what a bunch of jerks. Wanting to include people. Appearing on PBS's Firing Line program, Dreyfus spoke with host Margaret Hoover and was asked about what he thought of the new regulations. They make me vomit. No one should be telling me, as an artist, that I have to give in to the latest, most current idea of what morality is. What are we risking? Are we really risking hurting people's feelings? You can't legislate that. You have to let life be life. And I'm sorry. I don't think there is a minority or a majority in the country that has to be catered to like that. Yeah. What are you risking by making sure that people in of certain groups and races are considered for awards when before they obviously weren't? Dreyfus then went on to defend iconic British acting legend Laurence Olivier and his performance in 1965 Shakespeare adaptation Othello and added, are we crazy? Do we not know that art is art? This is so patronizing. It's so thoughtless and treating people like children. The What About Bob and American Graffiti star also discussed issues related to the decline of civics education in the United States, which I'm sure was just as classy as his comments on Olivier wearing blackface, which is totally acceptable today. He's basically calling this rant Richard Dreyfuss's opus. <laughs> More like Gryffindor's tribe. <laughs> Microsoft is trying... You're welcome, anybody who remembered that. Microsoft is treating Windows 11 more and more like a billboard bus, finding ways to stick advertisements for its services along every surface and armpit of its operating system. In addition to ads in the start menu, the latest test build for Windows 11 includes notices for a Microsoft 365 trial and more in the settings menu. That's going to be a no from me, dog. On Friday, Windows beta user and routine leaker Albacore shared several screenshots of the latest Insider Preview build, 23451. These shots come from the ultra-early Canary test build and show a new 
Home tab in Settings that includes a notice to try Microsoft 365. This appears to link to a free trial of the company's Office Apps Suite. There's also a notice for OneDrive and another to ask users to finish setting up a Microsoft account, advertising that users can use the 365 apps and its cloud storage on desktop. Another notice in the Accounts tab also blasts users with a request to sign into their Microsoft account. How much is it to switch to Apple? These ads are very similar to other preview builds with so-called badging that shows up when users click on the Start menu. In that menu, the ads are more subtle and ask users to sign into your Microsoft account or advertise to users that they can use Microsoft 365 for free. Of course, ignoring that users have to input their credit card information to access their free month of Office apps. How hard is Linux to get into? Based solely on the screenshots, it's unclear if users will be able to disable these ads like they can for the Start menu by navigating to the Systems menu. This version of the Home tab on the Settings page doesn't seem to include anything but the ads themselves. I I mean, I'm, I'm sure I've got a Chromebook around here somewhere. Windows 11 can already be a hard sell over Windows 10, especially considering how it took Microsoft quite a while to add new features like File Explorer tabs and a native video editor. The problem for Windows 10 holdouts is that Microsoft said it is no longer providing any new feature updates to its earlier OS. In addition, the company won't provide any new security updates for home, pro, enterprise, and education versions of Windows 10 starting in October of 2025. Look, I get that Microsoft needs the money. They're a Struggling company, just scrappy bootstrappers. But slapping ads is BS. I know I personally won't upgrade at all. And if they force me to, (laughs) get shit on. I know how to boot straight to DOS. Remember how in Windows 95, you could have it play sound drops when you did certain commands? Mm -hmm. So whenever I went to DOS, I, of course, had Scotty go, keyboard, how quaint. (laughs) (laughs) hello computer the only thing more expensive than trying to hunt down a lego set that's been retired and no longer in production is trying to secure a lego set that was created as an exclusive employee gifts which are often part of a much smaller production run unless you of course you work for lucasfilm finding one may the fourth lego set that flew under the radar last week is going to be an expensive quest well first you got to find an employee who's willing to give it up or who needs the cash Anyone who keeps tabs on Lego's latest and greatest already knows that this year's unofficial May the 4th holiday came with quite a few new Star Wars Lego sets to help mark the corporate occasion. An Ultimate Collector Series X-Wings, new Jedi-themed Star Wars dioramas, even a scaled-down Super Star Destroyer. But it turns out one of these additional May the 4th things that sets got released but not to the public was an employee-only gift, a 152-piece miniature replica of the Fountain Found at the Lucasfilm offices at the Letterman Digital Arts Center in San Francisco, California, which features a bronze statue of Jedi Master Yoda perched atop it. I want it. Ooh. It isn't 100% confirmed which employees were privy to this biddable gift, but Hal Hickel, an animation director at Lucasfilm ILM, tweeting an image of what appears to be the front of the such packaging while Chris Agarpolias, thanks for using that name, a VP of Franchise Assets and Publicity at Lucasfilm, tweeted an image of the completed set. Maybe you got it because of that kick-ass name, Hal Hickle. <laughs> we don't know yet how many of Lucas Yoda Fountain sets were created or gifted, but both Lucasfilm and ILM employed thousands of people, so there's a good chance that eventually one or two of these might make their way to places like eBay, and they'll probably go, you know, for just a couple of bucks. Patreon.com slash Geek Radio Daily.
Hi, Pat. Patronizing.com slash geek. <laughs> you know, that's, that's closer to truth. <laughs> it may still be easy to forget, but Matt Groening's disenchantment still exists as one of Netflix's big adult animated series. While not as big a hit as The Simpsons or Futurama, it seems to have found its own niche over the years and managed to survive Netflix's multiple cancellation sprees to complete its 40-episode order. And like those two shows and other hit Netflix series like Stranger Things and Voltron Legendary Defender, it sounds like it's starting to grow beyond TV and into the realm of comics. Merchandising, merchandising, merchandising. Perk Games Radar publisher... I don't mind. Publisher Titan Comics is expected to publish three graphic novels based on the fantasy comedy series starting in September. Two of the disen- two of the disenchantment untold tales issues were first published in two. It's okay. Two of the disenchantment untold <laughs> two of the disenchantment untold tales issues were first published in 2019 as an exclusive to convention goers through Granig's now defunct Bongo Comics label. The other issues outside of that pair have never seen the light of day, which adds some significance to their release. It's claimed that these graphic novels will comprise over 500 pages and 17 issues of original strips featuring all new stories. The first graphic novel in this exciting series also features exclusive content from the show's creators. Fine, but damn it, I want an Akbar and Jeff show. Disenchantment first premiered in 2018 and stars a free-spirited, read adventurous and alcoholic princess named Bean, who explores her kingdom of dreamland in neighboring counties with her personal demon Lucy and a half-elf named Elfo. The show's gotten solid reviews since its release, but the sizable waits between seasons haven't helped the show. Part 2 came out in 2019, Part 3 released in 2021. Oh, gee, I wonder what was going on between that time. Part 4 came out early 2022, and it appears that new episodes are on the way. Disenchantment Untold Tales' first volume is expected to release on September 19th. So cool. For those of you who like the show, I bet you're excited. I'm sorry. I'm not going to give a crap about Graining until I get my damn Life is Hell series. God, that comic was so good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 88, my girlfriend at the time gave me School as hell, the book, you know, whole thing. Mm-hmm. And I, I just, I, I got all of, I got all of the books that they made, man. All of them, I fucking loved that. And so I loved there at the beginning, his, you know, coming soon with all the different things. Akbar and Jeff going. There's mm-hmm. <laughs> one. It was just Akbar and Jeff. It was like it was like five books listed, and the very last one was floating downstream with Akbar and Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> and I have never ever forgotten floating downstream with Akbar and Jeff. I would love so much. Humans, humans inherited genetic material from Neanderthals. Not ge- no. Take two. Humans inherited genetic material from Neanderthals that affect the shape of our noses. Finds a new study led by UCL researchers. Well, I mean, if we came from them, then yeah. The new communications biology study finds that a particular gene, which leads to a taller nose from top to bottom, may have been the product of natural selection as ancient humans adapted to colder climates after leaving Africa. Co-corresponding author Dr. Kashuba Adekari, UCL Genetics Genetics Evolution and Environment at the Open University, said, In the last 15 years since the Neanderthal genome has been sequenced, we have been able to learn that our ancestors apparently interbred with Neanderthals, leaving us with little bits of their DNA. 
I know, I've seen Encito Man. The study used data from more than 6,000 volunteers across Latin America of mixed European, Native American, and African ancestry who were part of the UCL-led Candela study, which recruited from Brazil, Colombia, Chile, Mexico, Peru. The researchers compared genetic info from the participants to photographs of their faces, specifically looking at distances between points of their faces, such as the tip of the nose, edge of the lips, to see how different facial traits were associated with the presence of different genetic markers. Well, they did the same thing with the Kardashians and found that they are related to beach balls. Zing! First author Dr. Queen Lee, Fudan University, said, It has long been speculated that the shape of our nose is determined by natural selection, as our noses can help us to regulate the temperature and humidity of the air we breathe in. Different shaped noses may be better suited to different climates that our ancestors lived in. The gene we have identified here may have been inherited from Neanderthals to help humans adapt to colder climates as our ancestors moved out of Africa. And to sniff out deals on car insurance. Y'all remember the Geico ads, right? Oh, come on, they made a TV show! The finding is the second discovery of DNA from archaic humans, distinct from Homo sapiens, affecting our face shape. The same team discovered in a 2021 paper that a gene influencing lip shape was inherited from the ancient Dinosovans. So does this mean that humans are really mutts, as we are the offspring of various species dalliances? Who knows? GOD is licensed to the Creative Commons <laughs> Attributions. No. Commercial not to remember. That's the Super Nolice. You can check us out on Facebook and on Twitter. Stop by the website at geekcreatedaily.com. All kinds of good stuff. If you'd also like to be in the correct, oh, I'm so special, Jay Radimus Club of, of Knowing Where Chad and Abby are, send us a note. Or if you'd like to talk about how down to a science you've got your ability to get to a movie and still find a seat. Oh, but you can buy a seat now ahead of time. That's right. We live in the future. Oh, man. Yeah, that's right. That means line parties aren't a thing anymore. <laughs> right? Oh, God. We used to, there used to be the best the best lightsaber duels while you were waiting to buy tickets. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. It made God. Ongo- standing in front of the line for On Golden Pond weird. <laughs> a little bit. Send a note to podcast at geekratedaily.com. Use these numbers to send the other stuff. 510-GRD. Yeah. This has been the saddest excuse for entertainment I've ever seen. Well, folks, I am out of here. No hustler pinups. I don't think this has anything to do with terror. What does it have to do with Paranoia. Paranoia? Your people want it to be political. It justifies your existence. She was a logical suspect. What weapon did that? Why doesn't anybody call the press, especially for such a beautiful job? They all don't right away. You want a shot? Have you got any ice? Only in my heart. God, guns, and guts made America. Let's keep all free. Why are you a cop? Well, I like to kill. It's a habit I picked up, and it's, uh, it's, it's hard to shake. Killed anyone lately? Well, I tried to kill a rabbit this morning, but it went down a hole. Mm. What do you make of that? Well, something sexual, I suppose. Good night, Dewey. Good night, Rebecca. Where are you staying? A uh, company apartment. Got a ride? You asking? Yeah. No. You want one? Not tonight.